Welcome to the PeaceCast, where we discuss ways to find peace in the midst of tragedies. Each week, we bring you stories of those who have walked through the fire and pain and have experienced the unexplainable peace that only God can bring. Here is your host, Michelle Bader. Welcome to the PeaceCast. This is your host, Michelle Bader. I am so glad you're here today. It has been, I think, two months since I've done a podcast. Well, for this podcast, I do have my other one called Widow Goals that I update weekly, but I wanted to come back here because I know I have a lot of listeners who followed the journey with Luke and I and probably want to know what's up. So I'm here to share with you today peace through Christmas, Luke's birthday, and New Year's Eve. That was a doozy, let me tell you. <laughs> oh boy, it's I feel like I have been on a roller coaster. Let me just get you caught up on everything. So today I am just gonna share what that was like for us, where we at we're at today, what's going on. We've got some hard things, we've got some exciting things in the Bader house. So I just want to catch up those of you who still want to follow along and still want to see what's going on in our journey. If you have not um, you're not sure who I am, you can back it up and uh, listen to some past episodes. But to give you the short version, my husband passed away from stage four cancer, May 23rd, 2020. I can't believe it's almost eight months. I cannot believe I've almost lived eight months on the earth without him. Like that is so strange. In some ways, it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like years ago. There's so many emotions you go through. So um, yeah, this widow thing is is crazy. So I'm going to tell you what the last couple months have been like, because it looks like November. So we could talk about Thanksgiving too. looks like November was the last time I did a podcast. And first of all, thank you. I know there are a lot of loyal listeners. There's new listeners, which surprised me that have reached out to me, um, who are listening to this right now. So it kind of encouraged me to keep this going because there are people out there who are still listening to it. Shout out to Susan Carroll, who is listening to this, who is also a widow. And I just want to say, I'm really sorry for your loss. It is such a hard place to be, but I'm glad that you found this podcast so you can find other people who get it. First of all, hope you all had wonderful holidays and happy new year. I got to tell you, you know, people talk, oh, 2020 was so bad. I have a really hard time with that. <laughs> I feel like unless you had a loved one die in 2020, you really don't have a lot to complain about. I hope I'm not stepping on any toes. I'm just telling you how I feel that it's always going to be for me the year that my husband passed away and other people, it'll be, you know, not as extreme things. So let's back it on up to Thanksgiving. It was a different kind of Thanksgiving. We went to Great Wolf Lodge. I just decided I want to do something completely different. And we had more shutdowns because of COVID, but they were still open. They actually are on an Indian reservation, so they can kind of do their own rules. So that was really fun. It didn't feel like Thanksgiving. It was myself and my kids and my parents. And um, I think we had like pizza for Thanksgiving. I don't even remember exactly, but we were just playing in the pool and doing all the stuff. So it was hard though. You know, I had memories popping up on my phone. It was hard for me seeing all these happy little families. And that's where I have to catch myself before you wreck yourself. Isn't that a song? But anyways, I had to catch myself to not 
get in that place of jealousy because I would look at all these families walking by why not me blah 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 and it's like I got to get out of that but I would honestly I was kind of in a funk that day I remember we went to the water park I'd already done slides with the kids and then I was just crying I was listening to love songs and crying and I think it's okay to let yourself do that a little bit but you cannot stay in that place so I stayed in a little bit and then got out of it but it was definitely a hard day for me Okay, fast forward, all the stuff leading up to Christmas was hard. The first time we watched a Christmas movie without Luke. So Luke was like Christmas guy. Like it was like his thing. And I'm thinking of Deck the Halls where, what's his name? It's like, uh, you know, the guy who plays um, Ferris Bueller, you know, that guy. He's in Deck the Halls and he's like, Christmas is my thing. I'm the Christmas guy. Anyways, I think of Luke like the Christmas guy. And, um, you know, that was hard watching the first movie without him And because of COVID, we didn't do the normal things anyways that we do. Like our favorite thing was going to the Queen Anne Victoria Mansion. I'll try to put some pictures of that um, where we got married. It's beautiful. When I was, I think, 14 or 13, my family went there and it's like this mansion. At Christmas, they have twinkling white lights everywhere. It's just beautiful. And I said, someday I'm going to get married there. And guess what I did? And so then every year we would take our kids back for Christmas to go look at the lights. And it's just this romantic, magical place. But we didn't go this year. One, they may have been closed. I didn't even check. And two, I just could not face that place without him. I know someday I will. And hopefully someday I'll take my grandkids there and tell them, okay, I'm going to get teary and tell them that's where I got married. Um, I'm just thinking about probably in Luke's last couple weeks, maybe. Um, I said something about being sad that he wouldn't be there for the grandkids and he started crying and was like, I didn't even think of that. Anyways, that just came upon me when I was talking that um, he really was sad that he wouldn't be there and I'm sad that he won't be there. Okay, anyways, we didn't go to the mansion. Um, We didn't do a lot of the same things and I was really looking forward to yet dreading Christmas Eve and Christmas because I couldn't picture them without him. So first of all, December 23rd was seven months. I always go to his grave um, on the month marker. I know some people don't ever do that. Some people do it all the time. For me, it's something I do that helps me in my healing process. I talk to him. You know, I don't know if he can hear me. I know he can't be sad in heaven, so he probably doesn't see me cry. But I talk to him. I talk to God. I listen to like our... um, this our song was called once in a lifetime by craig david i want to put a link to that um that was like our first dance our song and i listen to that like almost every time i go and um it's it's just healing for me so when i brought like christmas ornaments and stuff so the 23rd and then the 24th um i woke up and i like couldn't get out of bed for a couple hours just thinking about facing christmas eve without him because he really enjoyed that day too And all these memories popped up from the Christmas Eve before. And it's such a surreal feeling that the person that's been there all these years is gone. Like it's, I cannot explain it, but I've other widows and widowers have told me they feel the same thing. You can just be like going along and then it like hits you like a truck. Like, whoa, they're really gone. They're really not coming home. And that's what it felt like Christmas Eve. His absence was felt so strongly as we went throughout the day. And um, we did a candlelight service from home and I cried and I lit a candle for him and I put it by his picture and it was a hard day. Then Christmas morning was even harder because 
it was his thing, you know, I'd make the cinnamon rolls and do all that. And we did all that, but it just felt so weird. And we sat down at the table and the kids were like, this doesn't feel like Christmas. And I was like, let's make a new tradition. Every Christmas morning when we eat our cinnamon rolls, we're going to talk about your dad. So why don't you share some memories about your dad? And we did that. And that was really special. And I want that to be a tradition we continue. You know, in my grief class, we talked a lot about holidays and it needs to be like a combination of regular traditions plus new traditions. So I wanted to add in a few of those so that it's different, you know, and then opening up the presents and the stockings and all that stuff was so different because he's usually there and like so excited for us. It was all about us. Like he didn't care about his presence. He just liked to, he would always say that like, I just like to see you guys happy. Like that's all I cared about, which is just so him and so sweet. And, um, it was just missing this year. I didn't know I was going to cry this much, but whenever I talk about, not every time I talk about Luke, but a lot, um, and the podcast, that's mostly it. When I talk about Luke in a podcast, I'm bawling. I'm looking at his pictures on the wall and I'm thinking about him. And a lot of times when I'm busy, I don't sit and think about him. I mean, I always think about him every day, but when I'm sitting here talking about him, I'm obviously thinking about him. So the morning was already hard enough and I was really not looking forward to Christmas at his parents because I'd never been there on Christmas without him and I knew it would feel so different and it immediately did there was a lot of tears and when we sat down at the dinner table I just started bawling because I'd never sat there without him and his presence his missing presence was felt so strongly then it just came over me and I just missed him so much like it was unbearable it was like back to the day he died that's the only way I can explain it that Christmas to me was uh well I wouldn't say just as painful because that was a shock but it was up there it was up there with those first few days so if you have a loved one who's lost someone please be patient with them during the holidays because I can't even explain how painful that was and the same thing to see all these happy families and just go God why why is my husband gone but then to bring it back to a place of peace to bring it back if God allowed it I could accept it though it hurts more than anything I've ever felt in my entire life I can accept it. I can. So that was Christmas. So it was much, 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 much different than I've ever experienced. But I feel like if we could get through the first Christmas, hopefully next year will be easier, you know, and every year easier. And then we had two more little hurdles to get over. Um, We had his birthday and New Year's Eve. And I knew that I didn't want to sit at home and think about it and all of that. So I planned a special trip for the kids and I to go to Idaho to visit my best friend, Deborah. Shout out to Deborah. I know you're not listening. You get too busy to listen, but that's okay. If you ever listen, I (laughs) shouted you out. Um, and, uh, they thought the kids thought we were driving because we've always driven, but I didn't want to drive in winter. So on Christmas morning, I gave them a surprise and it was tickets to go on the plane to Idaho. And they'd only ever been on a plane one other time. And that was, um, to Disneyland with Luke. So that was super, super exciting. 
that we got to go on a plane, so it was so fast to get there, and we just had a beautiful time. I mean, things are more open there, too, so we got to go see uh, Wonder Woman 1984. That's such a good movie. Love it. Highly recommend it. We got to go to restaurants again. It was so exciting because here in Washington, restaurants are closed and movie theaters are closed. Well, restaurants are just takeout, so it was super exciting to actually get to go sit down at Red Robin and just enjoy the time there, and it was amazing we had so many good times and we visited the snow and like we bought sleds and went down this hill and you know just the the time of being away so on Luke's birthday we actually were at an arcade yeah the arcades are open too we did a bunch of fun stuff if we would have been at home I know it would have been harder and Haley really wanted to bake a cake for him his favorite cake his whole life was cherry chip cake so we made that no she made it she wanted to do it all herself she made him his cake um by herself last year too just thinking about that and how she gave it to him and how sweet that was she wanted to make it again this year by herself she's 14 that's not a problem she can make it by herself and um it was beautiful and we actually sang with deborah's family we sang happy birthday to luke and i was okay until we started singing and then i cried and the good thing about being there was I was like, I could be sad for a minute. And then I was distracted with family, you know, friends and family. Well, she's basically family to me. Deborah was my roommate in college and we've gone through the hardest of hardest times together. And the day that Luke passed away, she dropped everything and drove seven hours to come be with me and my family. And she stayed for days and did, I don't even know all she did. She did anything and everything needed. And the same thing for the celebration of life. So I'm very thankful for her. So anyways, I was with her family. So it was very distracting in a good way. And then New Year's Eve, I cried a little bit too, but it was mostly happy. We're at Deborah's house playing games, hanging out, singing. It was just fun. It was really good fun. But um, I cried a little bit at midnight because it was the first time in 18 years, like since we were dating, that I didn't have him to kiss at midnight. And then we went outside. There were fireworks. And Deborah said, it's totally God because there's never fireworks, you know, cause we always did fireworks. So that was a really cool thing. Um, like a little tribute to Luke, you know, cause he loved fireworks and there were fireworks outside and I cried during that cause it just made me miss him so much. Cause he was so cute. He would get so excited ever since the kids were little, like to do fireworks. And so 4th of July, we would always save a bunch. So New Year's Eve, we could always do fireworks and we'd go out there and do them. The kids would run around and we have these videos from last year. And, um, so seeing the fireworks without him was hard. He, he was just so cute how much he liked them. Um, anyways, New Year's Eve was amazing. And then getting to just spend more time with Deborah. I think the next day is when we did the snow stuff. And then her and I sat in the hot tub for hours and talked about everything. Funny stuff, serious stuff. You know, if you have someone in your life that can do that with you, be thankful. Like, I'm so thankful for her. Deborah, if you do listen, I'm sorry I'm crying so much, but I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for you and for so many others who have helped us through this time. Obviously, my family, my mom, my parents, my brothers, my sister-in-laws, everybody. And so many friends, too. So, I did not think I was going to cry this much. Like, it's been a while since I've cried this much. Like, at all. So, you're welcome. Anyways, I don't even know if anyone's still listening. But if you are, I'm sorry, but not sorry. Because I gotta I got to work thing, through things, you know? So... Anyways, um, let's get it together. 
<laughs> those are the like the hard things that we went through and then um coming back was hard you know just anytime you come back from vacation and get back into school and schedule and all that stuff and um I had some more difficult things happen and it's not anything it was kind of a mutual thing but um I no longer have my online job so it's a it's hard because it's you know trusting God like okay God now what and you know what there's actually some more opportunities on the horizon and as those get solidified I can tell you um God is good all the time and all the time God is good and in addition to the holidays um and the job thing there's been so many good things you know our house is being built there are walls up on it um we are moving out by beginning of february of our house because we're going to sell it when we're not here our realtor thinks that will be better so we're going to do that and i've got i think i almost have a rental lined up for the next couple months which will be awesome we have so much to look forward to like so much and um you know god's really just revealing himself to me with his love and grace and just my strength um and there have been times where my eyes are not as focused on him and he's still there for me you know he's still there welcoming with open arms even when I'm in a place of not being where I need to be and I feel like he is just wrapping his arms around me and saying I got you I got you girl (laughs) I got you you know and I've seen it so many times like God takes care of the widows and the fatherless and that's me and my kids and he's doing it time after time financially emotionally spiritually friendships like everything and when I take my eyes off of him it's like Peter walking on water when he was looking at Jesus he was okay but when he started looking away he started drowning and I did that for a little bit you know, in my anger, in my questioning, why, why God, like, why me and getting a little bit angry, honestly. Um, then I started to sink when I was not in the right place spiritually, but I'm happy to say I'm back. I'm back in full force and I'm ready to just take on whatever's next. Um, another exciting thing, I'm getting near the end of my boot camp book proposal where I've been working with a writing coach from Proverbs 31 Ministries And we have 15 people in our group. And from our group, a couple of the proposals are going to go on. And then from there, there will be some looked at by Thomas Nelson Publishing. And then there'll be two to four contracts offered. I'm praying to be one of them. But I'm also not, like, banking on it where I'm going to get really upset if I don't. I just will go, like, okay, there's another route for me. But I feel like this book, Widow Goals, it's called Widow Goals, Steps to Finding Peace in God When You Lose Your Soulmate. I also have the podcast that goes with it. I feel like it's going to help a lot of people. I've already had people contacting me about how Widow Goals, the podcast, is helping them. And so I know that the book can have a big reach as well. So those are some exciting, exciting things going on. Kids are in school. Hallelujah. I know a lot of you, your kids aren't in school. So I feel super blessed that um, my kids go to a private school and they've been able to be in school since September. So that's always good for everyone's mental health. And I hope that kids across the country will get to go back to school soon for everybody's sake. And there's just, you know, a lot to be thankful for. I'm so excited about moving to a new house. Yeah, I'm sad. And the kids are having a little bit of a hard time with it. But I need to move. Yes, I have so many precious memories here. I remember Luke carrying me over the threshold when we got married. 
remember bringing each child home from the hospital to this house. But I also remember him dying here and I need to get away from that. I know I'll always have the memory, but I just want a a different space. And I believe moving to this house in the country, overlooking the farm and being back by my family is going to be so healthy for all of us. (sighs) Man, I got a lot of emotions today, but this is good. What we feel, we can heal. Whatever you're going through, even if it's not grief, because I know I've got all kinds of people listening. What we feel, we can heal. I want you to remember that. So there's just so much to be thankful for. And I want to focus on that because there have been days I've focused on what I don't have. And then I just get into this like self-pity snowball, basically. You know what I'm talking about. You think one thing and then another and then, oh, my life is horrible. But you know what? It's not horrible. I'm alive and there's a purpose for my life. And uh, I'm going to allow God to make beauty out of all of these ashes. There's so many ashes, so many painful things, even things that have happened personally recently. And I know that he's going to take that pain and turn it into something beautiful. If I let him, if I am willing to be a vessel for him, he will take the ashes and make them beautiful because he makes all things beautiful i don't it's amazing you can take the ugliest thing the deepest pain and make it into something that is just fabulous so anyways i think that's my update for today sorry about the blubbering mess but that's where i'm at and um this podcast might not be as consistent because I'm working on the other one, but I do want to come back in here every once in a while and update it. If you like this, please subscribe and give it a little bing five stars. Please come find me over on Widow Goals. Even if you're not a widow, I think you'll enjoy it. And they're very short episodes between 10 to 15 minutes usually. And I'd love to have you over there. And please refer, especially widows, widowers, anybody going through grief to that podcast, especially. And, um, you can always connect with me, Michelle at michellebader.com, or you can find me on Facebook, Michelle Rommel Bader. Maybe just give me a little message to tell me you found me through the podcast that helps me know where you came from. And then also Instagram, there's a couple of different places. Widow Goals, that's the one I'm really trying to grow right now. Or you can also find me, Michelle Bader or Michelle Bader Author. That gives you a lot of different choices. So I hope we connect at some point. You know, reach out to me if you want prayer for something or you're going through something similar and you want to talk to somebody. I'm here. I'm here. So anyways, thanks for being here and I hope to be back soon. Um, Have a fabulous day.